Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of September 20th, 2020. 2020. This is episode 102. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. We'll be back after a few messages from our friends and sponsors. Hey guys, Ralph Ralph Universe here. Are you into uh, nerdy things like Pokemon, Marvel, and Disney? You've come to the right spot. We have videos, we have games, we have contests. We just do all sorts of fun. Whether it's going live during the week or posting about an article about a new movie coming out. We do everything we can to keep you in the know and have some fun. Oh, and we have swag too. So come on. We're everywhere social media can be found and we want you to become part of our family. Stay nerdy. And now, on with the show. too long ago, I invited you to take a walk down Main Street USA with me. And today, I'm inviting you to join me as we not go look at a whole land or section, but one particular building in Walt Disney World. And that is the Cinderella Castle. The Big Weenie, as the Imagineers would have it, of the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, Florida. As if there was another Walt Disney World. It's awe-inspiring. It is something that people dream of. And immediately, most people, I would dare say almost majority of the people, when you mention Walt Disney World, one of the first images to pop into their head besides a Dole Whip, is Cinderella's Castle. The big structure, walk down Main Street USA, and there it is. And it is, it's unique, and it's not. It is special. It is different than so many icons. And like I said, world over. People talk about Walt Disney World, and like I said, the the image that pops up is this castle. This elegant, beautiful structure that's grays and blues and gold that is like really nothing else. There's no other castle like it. Sort of. And I'll get into all that. But come along. Let's take a walk. And... Let's see what we can see and learn what we can learn. Because this is truly a spectacular, spectacular piece of Imagineering. I'm going to skip past the courtyard for a moment and come back to that a little bit later. But ahead of us, there is the stage. The stage was not there originally. It was something that was added in, in I believe it was the 90s. Um, 
during a expansion. And then you have the two sweeping staircases that go up across the drawbridge around the moat into the, the plaza. Let's start with the structure on the outside. Um, there are 27 towers to the castle, which are numbered 1 through 29. Strangely enough, because the towers number 13 and 17, not because of anything else, but were deleted because they were not easily seen from the park. They never actually built them. Um, because mainly because parts of Fantasyland block the view and why spend money on something that people cannot see. The tower and the clock in the front is number 10. It's the tallest uh, and the tallest is number 20. Number 23 is the other golden roof tower and for the better part of 2015 Disney added four additional turrets to Cinderella's castle extending the lovely panorama. These turrets also aren't just on the main main castle itself. Remember the castle walls extend out into Fantasyland and the ones that were built in 2005 were whenever they did the new Fantasyland expansion further out kind of creating the full effect of the the town within the castle walls and then you have the parts of Fantasyland that are beyond the castle walls. The Voyage of the Little Mermaid, Storybook Circus, and all that stuff. Beast Castle. Those are outside the castle walls. That That is the land beyond Cinderella's castle, beyond Fantasyland. So you, that's a whole other section there. So you have parts of the wall that are, you know, um, dividing new Fantasyland from the original Fantasyland. The castle itself took 18 months of construction. Um, it was completed July of 1971. Remember the park opened in October so not long before the park was done or park was about to open this castle was just being finished. It is 189 feet tall measuring from the concrete um, base at the bottom by the water and going up from there. Speaking of the water the moat that surrounds the castle holds approximately 3.37 million U.S. gallons of water. That's 3.37 million. This castle is 100 feet taller. Actually, it's a little more than 100 feet taller than Sleeping Beauty Castle in California. Remember that the California castle is quite tiny. It is pales in comparison to its sister castles around the world. But it was the original and it had a much smaller, smaller budget. Although it appears taller, Cinderella's castle clocks in, again, only at 189 feet, and that was on purpose. They, they, they Obviously, if they could have gone taller, they would have, but they, they had to stop at 189 feet for a reason, because at the time of construction, any structures at 190 feet would require the red flashing light for aircraft, uh, aircraft beacons on top of it. The Imagineers obviously did not want to deal with that because that would really kill the show. It would it would really interrupt things and just be an eyesore. So that's why they used the forced perspective, like just like they did on Main Street, um, where the different floors are at different heights. Now, granted, today that that height limit has been pushed to 200 feet, requiring the red aircraft beacon why some of the other structures in Disney World are larger than this. The uh, biggest one being um, 
Expedition Everest at a whopping 199.5 feet, just, just missing out on that 200 feet. Again, on purpose. The first floor of Cinderella's Castle was built to scale, so that's natural, just like everything else on Main Street. The second story is built slightly smaller, um, and the windows and blocks are at a 5 eighths of the size of the ones on the first floor, and the top spire of Cinderella Castle is half the size it actually appears to be. So, if you really look at it, you notice that things get a lot smaller as you go up. It's really to, again, fool the eyes and believe that things are what, as they seem and not what they really are. Same thing goes into the construction of the castle, appearing to be brick and mortar, it really isn't. It is steel and uh, steel and concrete. In fact, 600 tons of steel brace the is the the frame, the structure that makes up the interior structure of the the castle. And it's got 10-inch reinforced concrete walls. All this is connected um, and drilled occasionally for the uh, for the foundation. Despite the appearance of brick, no bricks were used. And most of the exterior is very hard fiber reinforced gyps gypsum plaster. I apologize if I'm saying that wrong, which is supported by the metal studs. Uh, there's much less fiberglass used than most commonly thought. Fiberglass was used for more of the ornate exterior walls of the upper towers. Roofs are made of the same type of plastic that computer monitor shells are made up from, so it's, it's a very enduring plastic. Uh, the towers were raised by crane, welded into place, bolted permanently in place, which goes to against the popular legend in Wives' Tale that in a hurricane, the castle can be deconstructed and moved safely uh, away into a giant warehouse, I guess, somewhere. That is not true because that has never happened despite the amount of hurricanes that come through Florida. It's a lot easier instead of trying to get a crane in there and to take it apart and whatnot to have built a castle that could withstand up to 110 mile an hour hurricane force winds and actually probably stronger. The castle coloring constantly is changing and just recently got a refresh paint ready for the 50th anniversary. Uh, but normally, again, it's in the blues and the grays um, type of flare. Granted, you, ha you had the 25th anniversary where it just looked Pepto-Bismol pink and had a bunch of cake decorations on it because why not? Or there was also for the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, whenever you had the giant mural hanging in the center um, over the clock tower. Uh, that would rotate and show the different castles across the world. That was that was a lot better than the cake. Still kind of off, breaking the 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 natural image, but it's still I, the design of it was a lot more natural. But as we walk inside the castle archways, you'll find five beautiful mosaic murals telling the story of Cinderella. The series was designed by Imagineer. Dorothea Redmond and set by a team of six artisans led uh, by a mosaic Hans 
Joshim Schaffer. Each panel is 15 feet by 10 feet. Shaped in a gothic arch, skilled artisans took 22 months to complete the murals using over 300,000 pieces of Italian glass in more than 500 colors. The tiles are hand-cut and many are fused in with sterling silver and 14 karat gold. That's why it's so expensive to get there. Some tiles are even as small as the head of a tack. We talk about detailing. But the castle is more than just the murals. You do have a restaurant. Cinderella's Royal Table, King Stefan's Table, gone by several names, but same restaurant that's been there since the, the park is open. It is the second floor of this beautiful structure. And though it is quite small, it's, it's not a very spacious restaurant. It is very well designed. Again, huge, beautiful, beautiful windows. Lots of tables, multi-leveled. It is, again, it's cozy. It is one of the most sought-after ADRs of the Disney Park, the Advanced di Dining Reservations. You really do have to try and plan for it as soon as the as possible and try to get that reservation as soon as the, it's available because it goes quick but it is it's very popular and it, it's kind of it does have that kind of medieval feel to it now the food you have to check the menus is is a little more on the um, upper scale steak steakhouse type of deal but it has um Again, it keeps with the theming. Um, it's it's just it's it's really nice inside with the the big curtains. Again, the big windows that overlook Fantasyland. It, it's kind of what you expect it to be. It is, and it does have some secrets to it. There are more than forty coats of arms on display at Cinderella's Royal Table, each referring to someone who had played a significant role in the heritage and the history of the Walt Disney Company. Some of the noteworthy people whose family names are represented are Roy Disney Sr., Diane Disney Miller, John Hench, Dick Nunes, Marty Scalar, and Card Walker. Also, you will find the Disney family crest above the fireplace <clears throat> at the entrance to the Cinderella's Royal Table. So you, you got a lot of things there. You also have, there's in the castle, related to this, there is an elevator that helps you get up to, uh, to the Cinderella Royal Table. But that's not the only elevator. There are three such elevators within the castle. One elevator takes you up, like I said, to Cinderella's Royal Table on the second table, uh, on the second floor. Another elevator is the dumbwaiter that is used to move food from kitchen to kitchen. And the last is the small, small elevator used by the cast to go from the utilidors in the quote-unquote dungeon, or the basement level, first floor level as it were, of the Cinderella Castle. And the other one is to get up to the Cinderella Suite. The second elevator is located in Tower 2 and travels again between the Utildor and the mezzanine level of the break room and the second floor kitchen. This is the most, um, the elevator that's most used by cast members who work at the Royal Table. The third is the uh, third final elevator is located in Tower 20 
and services the utility doors and the kitchens of Silver, Silver, Cinderella's, pardon me, Cinderella's Royal Table, the Breezeway, and Cinderella's Castle Suite. And speaking of the Royal Suite, initially, when the castle was built, just like they did in Disney World, in Disneyland, they wanted to build a suite for the Disney family. Sadly, Walt Disney passed several years before this park was even designed, but they were their intent was still to have this for the the living family. Never really got finished. It was just an open space in the castle for time to time. So what they did was, I mean, we all know they they made the dream suite uh, for the hotels for the year of the million dreams to give away as prize uh, on June seventh, two thousand five. They announced the complete, uh, completely re redecoration of the suite as a royal bedroom chamber, which can sleep up to six people. But in the past, this space had been used as a call center um, for the for the Disney uh, reservation system. It was also used as a dressing room. But like I said, 2005, they announced the suite completely lavish, turned the 650 square foot royal bedroom cha chamber. And Disney describes it in part as the apartment this way as if the official press release Cinderella's Castle Suite is four stories above the surrounding Magic Kingdom, a salon, bedroom chamber, or bedchamber, and a bathroom off a private marble foyer, floored foyer, all repeat with rich details. It's, it's quite something. I've Unfortunately, I've never had the blessing of being able to go up there and see it myself. I've seen videos and uh, heard people talk about it. It is quite spectacular. You have your TV turns into a mural whenever you're not using it. You have a grandfather clock that is permanently stuck at 1159 so that way the magic never runs out and just such detailing everywhere. You have the starry lights above a, a soaker tub and in the the one bathroom it is is quite spectacular and i hope and hope and dream that one day i get to go up there myself and see it but we shall see i mean time will tell unfortunately on that one some other neat little facts is that as i mentioned before it's not actually the tall structure in walt disney world the title belongs like i said to expedition everest at the animal kingdom the tower of terror at disney hollywood uh, studios they are both 10 feet taller. The Expedition Everest is 6 inches taller than the Tower of Terror. But who's counting? And I was mentioning how this is not as unique as this castle is. It is not completely unique as there is one other Cinderella castle. Of the six castles that are currently out there on Disney parks around the world, there is one other one. And that one resides in Tokyo Disneyland. It is slightly different. I mean, Cinderella Castle serves as flagships for both resorts. However, the one in Tokyo is actually smaller than the one in Orlando and is only 168 feet tall. 20 feet tall difference. I mean, that that that, that is actually quite huge for a castle. It's not it's also not the tallest Disney castle. It's the second tallest. Years it was the tallest until Enchanted Storybook Castle at Shanghai Disneyland or Disney Resort be, was built and that is the tallest at 197 feet tall. 
So they got us beat by a little bit. The technology and the lighting in place that projects the images and scenes onto the castle is actually rather quite impressive if we step back outside. With this technology, Disney actually has 16.7 million colors that they can use to create and project perfect images onto the castle. Did you know that there's 16.7 million colors? Because I didn't. I haven't. I have yet to seen a crayon box with that many colors, and I'm afraid to because I know my sons will be asking for it, and I have enough crayons scattered throughout the house. Also on the exterior, if we look up at the clock, most people, I don't know, some people probably have never seen this, but if you look closely and you know your Roman numerals, something is amiss, or is it? If you look at it, the number four is represented by three uh, by four strikes, four lines, instead of four eyes, instead of the traditional IV, which normally represents the, the Roman numeral for four. And there's a very particular reason to this, because this is this is quite strange, and most people probably don't realize. And it's actually throughout the entire park. You'll see it in Pirates of the Caribbean, and you'll also see it in Liberty Square. The representation of IV was was not used after the colonial was um, started being used after the colonial period. The four eyes was used on um, in the movie Cinderella as well, and also in the American Adventure Pavilion at Epcot. So. Timing-wise, it would have made sense to be historically accurate to use IV to represent four, because before colonial times, you used four strikes or four eyes, as it were, for the number four. Just a little detailing. Even the the clock within the uh, royal suite has that too. Going also outside, we look back in the courtyard is the magnificent partner statue. And this was an add-in to 1995. The partner's statue was designed and sculpted by the incredible Blaine Gibson, a former Disney Imagineer and animator. Blaine based his depiction of Walt on a bust he created in the 1960s. It took Gibson one year to create the partner statue before it was officially added to the Cinderella Courtyard June 19, 1995. This was actually the second partner statue to be added to the parks. First one being the original in Disneyland in 93. There's now far, five partner statues throughout the world. And it is truly one of my more favorite, favorite little statues throughout the park. I mean, you have all the little ones around it of the different characters. But the one of, I mean, the one in front of the park of Roy sitting there with Minnie Mouse is, is really special and overlooked because it's kind of it's just sitting there on a park bench by the flagpole and it's very unassuming this one is Walt standing he's lift on a pedestal and his hands reached out looking at his park and pointing to everybody and holding Mickey's hand it is just it, it's so special and just it's so great to see Walt in the heart of the park looking around at Something that, sadly, he never got to to fully see and realize. Something that he dreamed about. He he worked hard to 
get going and get off the ground. But fate being what it is, cancer took Walt from us too soon. He was not that he was young. Not that he was young. But I could only just imagine what Walt would have said if he got to see his dream realized. The, the dream that started with Disneyland and became Walt Disney World or the Magic Kingdom. And just, he had the space, they had the financing that sadly they didn't have in Disneyland. And now they were able to build it and, and Walt missed it by a few years. His brother Roy was able to see it to completion, dedicate the park, dedicate it to his brother. He is the one that suggested calling it Walt Disney World in honor of his little brother. And then passed shortly afterwards as well. And now to have the statue of the two brothers in the park, opposite ends of Main Street. Roy being where he gave the dedication, and Walt being in the heart of the park because truly is the heart and to have that statue there with Mickey and looking just happily at everything around him just is so special for me speaking of there is a secret two-minute show at the that takes place at Cinderella Castle every night most people don't know about it it is one of the most magical experiences in the Magic Kingdom you can't find this on the schedule. It's not listed in a time guide. It's not anywhere. It's a little bit of a secret if you if you know about it. It's commonly referred to as the Kiss Goodnight. It occurs 30 minutes after the park has officially closed for the night. It's the Magic Kingdom saying way of saying goodbye to its guests. During the Kiss Goodnight, guests have a chance to watch Cinderella's Castle twinkle listen to when you wish upon a star and delight as Roy Disney shares a part of his Walt Disney World dedication speech and it's just spectacular again to to close with Roy Disney and the words that he used to open the park now almost 50 years ago again and then you go outside the back of the castle and the, the structure of it you, you have the windows for the Cinderella's royal table you have the shops of course the Bippity Boppity Boutique and just the castle walls extending and you have the other attractions coming off of it and it's it's almost like you know, the rides are separate but it's embracing it the the other rides around it and you kind of have this you have the the carousel you have a small world Peter Pan Magic, the the Royal Princess Hall, almost said uh, Snow White, don't have that anymore, Winnie the Pooh, all that type of stuff there. Um, it, it's, you, you kind of forget that you're, you're still within the confines of the castle as you're walking around Fantasyland, but it is, it's supposed to be like the old medieval times where the castle was a fortress that protected this town that, uh, for its, its people. So that that's that's kind of what they were going with there. Unlike in Disneyland, where it, it's it's a whole different kind of theming on that. It, it's it's truly magical, and again, it's so iconic. They they intentionally made this castle big enough that you can see it two miles away, 
from the TTC, you can still see that castle. And that, again, is intentional. As you cross the lake, you keep getting closer. Either you're going by monorail or going by the, the boats. And you just see this castle. It just keeps getting closer and closer and calling you in. And it's kind of the tease. It's the, the movie preview, as I, I mentioned during the Main Street walkabout. It's it's done intentionally, so you kind of have... A, it draws you in, and then when you get in, you just kind of walk there. And how many times do you see walking people walking down Main Street and stopping and taking pictures of them with the castle in the background to show they have arrived? They are there at the Magic Kingdom, the most visited park in the world the you can get married in front of this castle there's shows in front of it the firework presentation there's of the three fire uh, three shows that have been done in front of the magic kingdom not including holiday ones have been keep getting better um, happy ever after by far is the most moving i know a lot of people love wishes and wishes was spectacular but my gosh happily ever after what they've taken it to a whole new level you also have the turrets on the side of the castle now i forgot about those that housed a lot of the projection and sound equipment for the fireworks show um but again it just adds to the grandeur of this castle now that just as if it wasn't enough before it's now gone even bigger over the years the castle keeps growing and it's spectacular it and it hasn't lost any of its magic by them adding on to it it just keeps getting grander and grander um i just every time i come up and i'm walking down main street i see that castle i just always pause and just take it in and just just smile because it is so magical what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts of the magic, uh, the Cinderella's castle in the Magic Kingdom? I want to know. Join the conversation on Facebook, facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast, or our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Disney Marvel's podcast or on Twitter at just Disney Marvel's. You can email the show with your answers or suggestions to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com or leave a message through the Anchor app or website. Links to all the above are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have these days and the fact that you spent some time with us, with me, means so much. If I could just ask for a little more of that time and just simply tell people about the show. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, anyone that you know that likes Disney, let them know. Check out the Disney Marvel podcast. Or if you want, just you know, keep your social distancing. Go into iTunes and give the show a rating. We have all five star reviews at the moment, and would love to have some more. It just it helps people find out about the show and gets the word out. And it helps grow this Disney family. Remember, the bigger the Disney family, the better. That's what Walt believed, and I believe it as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. And also consider becoming a premium subscriber to the show. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash support or find our Patreon page. Links are also in the show notes. Because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. 
whatever you're facing out there, the troubles, the difficulties, the foreboding, and just eerie feeling of just what this year has brought, don't give up. Don't, it, it, this too shall pass. It, it, it's hard to believe that. But believe me, as, as dark as things may seem, this too shall pass. There's a light that is within inside of you and you need to embrace it because it will help you get through all the difficulties and all the challenges. And I'm not saying it will make things easier, but it will guide you and you will be better for it on the other side. You are smart. You are beautiful. I believe in you. You should believe in you too. Be your own hero. Never give up and never give in. I'd like to end this show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. Disneyland is not just another amusement park. It's unique and I want to keep it that way. Besides, you don't work for a dollar. You work to create and have fun. That's Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time.